This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in Lucy Birch now to talk a little spring training for the Red Sox. She is a BetQL writer, host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night right here on BetQL. And find her on Twitter at Lucille Birch. Always Boston strong, it's Lucy Burge. How do you like them apples? All right, Lucy. So I have heard that you are making the trek to Red Sox spring training down in Fort Myers. I was just there. I have lived in Fort Myers. Know the area very well. Is this your first time going to a spring training game? Uh, Good morning. It is not. So we would go to spring training when I was young. And it was 2003, 2004, 2005, I think we went like a bunch of years in a row. And it was those pivotal years for the Red Sox where they almost won the World Series, not almost won the World Series, but almost beat the Yankees. Then they won the World Series. And then it was the year after they won the World Series. And it was magical. Spring training is magical. And I cannot wait to be there once again. First time in like 20 years, though. And we would stay in Sarasota and Siesta Key. And now we're staying in Fort Myers. It is snowing outside in Boston right now. So I could not be more excited to be down in Florida one week from today. But last time I was there was that time when it was there was World Series fever and the Red Sox had not won, of course, in 86 years. So one of my greatest spring training memories was 2004. Kurt Schilling had joined the Red Sox, watching him for the first time walk out to the bullpen and everybody just stopped. It was silence. And everyone's like, that's him. <laughs> this is silence as everybody watched him because he was our savior. And that is as how it turned out. But it was the spring training is as a kid, it's absolutely magical because you have more access to the players. Autographs are readily available. Players will sign autographs for hours. I get so many autographs. I think I got Nomar's autograph right here. It's spring training in 2003 or 2004. <laughs> amazing, amazing time down there. So I can't wait. I don't know if this time I will be asking for autographs. That might be a little <laughs> bit too much. <laughs> Jan Duran, can I have your autograph? Uh, no, that's. I don't think that will be happening, but I will be. Uh, we're seeing Puerto Rico versus the Red Sox. So I am very excited to see that and just sit in the sun and for it to be warm, basically. So Lucy, what do you think of baseball's new rules? I don't know if we discussed this, even though we did a show together last week. And I asked this because we saw that violation over the weekend, which I know you're aware of between the Red Sox and Braves, where a game ended up in a tie because of a called strike on a Braves batter. So what is your thought on these new rules that we're seeing? Yeah, so that rule specifically I liked in that specific situation because it worked in the favor of the Red Sox. <laughs> yes. if, it, if it had not, then I don't know how I'd feel about it. But that I, the automatic third strike is it, like that. That is one that's going to take some getting used to. That one, mm-hmm. I think it's fine. It all speeds up the game. 
So I like all of them. The pitch clock, I am loving. I had very strong opinions on it at first because of the way it was presented to us as the viewers right there behind home plate was not appealing. Did not like that. The huge clock was not a fan. And I was very worried that that was how it would be for every single game going forward. And it's not. They they smartly put it up in the score bug, and I think that's the, the great way to go about it because you're not looking at the clock the whole time. But other than that, as as a as a function, as a concept, as the implementation, the pitch clock is fantastic. These games going two and a half hours, it's almost though too fast because you look up at the TV and it's the bottom of the sixth already, and it's you're an hour and a half in, and you're like, wait a minute, that what just happened? That is bizarre so like the game yesterday that went two hours and four minutes that's a little too fast if you are going to the ballpark and you are driving to the ballpark and you're parking and you got to get in and do all the, the process of getting to a game getting to your seats getting food getting drinks getting all of that the game's gonna be over by the time you're done there's not almost not enough time to do all of that i think about the the lines you wait in to get food and you miss like a, an inning half an inning to an inning sometimes so i and this now it's like two innings you miss but i think it, it will take some time for everyone to get used to all of this and i think that's part of it too for broadcasters to get used to calling a game like this for umpires for players for everybody to get used to this and I think once it everything the season starts and everything kind of settles down and people get used to the the flow of it I think it's going to be great I'm really excited for what the the pace of play will be what the pitch clock is going to do for this game the the automatic third strike thing that will take some getting used to I think more than anything the bases the bigger bases I honestly haven't really noticed a difference yet and I think we will as the season starts but that one I I really just it, it's fine like that that's fine I have no real strong opinion on that cuz it's fine so far but pitch clock I am loving this yeah, are you going to run the bases after the game with all the little kids oh, of say I want to no, test I- out these new bases uh, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I think you're the only person who has argued the problem with maybe these games being too fast like i think you're you know the only person there but free tip they stop selling alcohol during the seventh inning stretch so make sure you get your beer before the seventh inning stretch but who are you most excited to see in spring training this year for the red sox well i am excited to see kike hernandez because he has it has been said that he does not have the resume to be a leader which of course is ridiculous. And so now I think this team, they make little references to that comment. A reporter asked Alex Cora, I think Alex Cora, Heimblum, it was Heimblum, if Kike Hernandez has the resume to be a leader, which of course is a terrible question because Kike Hernandez does not have to be, go to four all-star games to be a leader. The question was framed as, well, Xander Bogarts has uh, four, he's a multi-time all-star. He's so many things that he's accomplished, but he was a leader. But can you be a leader if you still haven't done that? Of course you can, because being a leader is about attitude and about how you interact with the team and how you inspire the team. And Kike Hernandez does that. So what happened yesterday was Alex Verdugo and Jan Duran are, are representing Mexico in the World Baseball Classic. Alex Cora had them do a presentation on Mexico with a mariachi band, with a poster board presentation of Mexico <laughs> with facts about Mexico. And apparently Alex Verdugo spent hours on this after the game on Sunday. Hours. <clears throat> so they are dedicated to the, t- the, the team, the cohesion 
is amazing. The team chemistry, amazing. When you see the photos that the Red Sox posted of this presentation, of the team watching this presentation, they're all in. Kike Hernandez being one of them. Rafael Devers being another. Another thing, the mic'd up sound. I know we talked about this on Friday, but the mic'd up sound of Rafael Devers, I still go back to and say this team has so much chemistry <clears throat> that they can, I'm going to say, they will not finish last in their division. They will not finish last Ooh. in the ALEs. They will they, set the bar high. I'm going to wait to see if this is a playoff team. But they, the Orioles might finish below them. And they might, or another team, who knows, maybe maybe the Yankees. But I don't think the Red Sox are going to finish last in the ALEs. I think they have, there's more to them than I think people think. And I think this team is going to surprise many, many people this season. Lucy, okay, I'm going to transition from the Red Sox to a bunch of redheads. And, of course, I'm talking about the Murdaugh murders on Netflix. All right, we, I know, I know I saw this on Instagram, and you were talking about it, and I watched it this weekend. I like to call it the Ginger Chronicles. A lot of gingers yeah. in that family. But what is your take on this? Because this is crazy. And the trial right now is one yeah. of the hottest things on Netflix. The trial is happening right now. Yes. So this a documentary is a very timely and it's, it's as it's happening, this, the trial is happening. I saw somebody say that the, all of the Murdochs look like the same person at different stages in life, all the brothers and the dad, but this, I, so I will say before I watched this documentary, I knew the trial was going on, but I really knew nothing about it. I was very behind watched this documentary three episodes it should be like, it, honestly, this documentary ended and I thought that's it. That's over. Like I had to make sure there were no more yeah. episodes that I wasn't missing something because you could do a spinoff on little parts of this for five more episodes on the nanny thing is so bizarre that she tripped over the dogs, no spoilers mm -hmm. or anything yeah. and fell down the stairs. No way. Absolutely no way. And yeah. you look at the way the 911 calls are is it's, it's all so corrupted and the boat accident was i will say the the way they do this documentary starting with that boat accident because of course that's the beginning of all yeah. of this but the way they did it fantastic the footage they have of all this stuff is really it is engrossing it is gripping it is one mm -hmm. that if you are watching it you will minimally look down at your phone you will barely check the time you will barely look at your phone because this some some documentaries i'm looking at my phone i miss stuff go back this straight through and then was like, wait, there should be more of this. There's got to be more. And then you, you could watch the trial for more, of course. But if you have not seen it and have seen that this trial is going on, watch this documentary. And hopefully there are other documentaries like this because there's got to be more. I would assume documentaries on this because I, I need more. What are we even talking about? Like, did I miss <laughs> something? What? <laughs> What's going so, on? It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix. No. It's called The Murdaugh Murders. It's absolutely crazy. And the trial it's is not the Murdochs right is like it's the not Rupert Fox. Murdoch. No, okay. not him. I was like, Damn, no, 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 I didn't no. know that about him. No, no, no. This is a wealthy <laughs> uh, family in the South who it's a family of, of lawyers that goes back generations and some tragic things happen. And then it's a string of tragic events that follow. And it is crazy. Yeah. So I'd watch it. Chelsea. haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no opinion <laughs> well like i have so much to watch when it comes to sports i don't know when people have time to watch these shows 
on well, Netflix. Thousand Pound Sisters also. I've been watching that. So in between, I, I <laughs> oh, pause. God. I pa- pause the sisters and I turned on Murdoch Murders and That's the sisters had to take a break. It's like which one? It's which one's? The, I, I, the I, more tried, I tried. I tried to look at that one based on your recommendation last week, and I was like. <laughs> Ooh, this is a tough sell. It's a tough. It's sell a tough one to get into. It truly is. Yeah. But once you get to know them, it, they are just a joy. <laughs> Thousand pound sisters. I don't know how I go from this. Uh, uh, Lucy, we never talk about the Celtics. Have you hmm. been following the Celtics? Do you go to the games? Home? Are what? you rooting no. for them? Uh, I have. So I have not been to a Celtics game. If anyone wants to invite me, it's since 2008. For God's sakes, I have not been to a Celtics game in it. It was St. Patrick's Day, though, that day. I haven't been to a Celtics game in a long time. However, I am very excited with this Celtics team. I am excited by the, the prospect of what they're going to do this season. They did lose last night, which was not fun. What happened to Jason Tatum? He did get ejected, but that was a, a different story. He did say he was just trying to give the ref a compliment and say, I, I you know, sure best best game I have ever ca- seen in my life being called by uh, the ref. No, but it's this, I think the all-star break and the all-star game, which of course didn't really mean a ton, changed, it, it propelled Jason Tatum. And I think it really boistered him as a, as a player, as his, en- his energy was, was heightened, I think. And I think the second half is going to be even bigger for the Celtics. I have no doubt. I have never been more sure that they are going to win the NBA finals. 1,000 oh, percent the Celtics are going to do oh, it. Oh, bold take. The Red Sox yes, are no. going to finish last, and the Celtics are going to win the NBA Finals. And for the love of oh, God, well. somebody take Lucy to a Celtics game. You can find for her on Twitter, course. at Lucille Burge. Beck, you all writer. Thanks for dropping by, Lucy. We got to get the break. Thank you so much, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.